BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, you snooze, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. This League Uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Let's do it. Let's make sure we have another good one. Chris Haynes, Mark Stein here with you for another edition of this league uncut. But I got to be honest, right off the bat, Mr. Haynes, I'm not in the best of moods. I'm annoyed. I, I, I actually wanted to ask you a question. Am I too old to use the adjective mid? Am I, can I get away with that or am I too old? Should I not use that? My kids would say I am and they would laugh in my face. Huh. I will say this, Stein. If there's anybody that can get away with it, I think it would be you. I, I would give you the pass. The reason I'm asking is because this is the most Midwestern conference I have ever seen in my life. Now, as we're recording this, <laughs> the Lakers are trying to claw their way back to 500 for the first time since last season when they were 24 and 24. They're down four to the Knicks with eight minutes and change to go. But I just keep looking at these standings. The one thing we used to be able to count on was the Denver Nuggets. Now they've lost three in a row. You look at this West, the Nuggets are the only team. We're almost 70 games into this season. The Nuggets are the only team on pace to win 50 games in the West. Now Sacramento and Memphis 
they're on pace for 49.6 wins. So we can, we can draft them in if we really want to, but either team, either one of those teams loses their next game. They're off the 50 win. I mean, I just, we're so used to since Michael Jordan's second retirement in Chicago, we're so used to seeing quality in the West and it's just, uh, you know, again, I'm, if the Lakers get back to 500, I'm sure Laker fans are excited and you know, they they've been doing with doing this lately without LeBron. So you got to give them props for that. But man, I just, this isn't a Laker thing. I just look at these Western conference standings and it's just enough already. It's just so much mediocrity. It's really, to me, it is a season unlike any other. Well, let, let, let me go the other route a little bit. Let me go the other route. Can we look at this and say that the Western Conference just has parity? Because I think you can make the argument that, let me see, I'm looking at these East teams, the top six, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Cleveland, Brooklyn, New York. And you look at the top six as of right now, Denver, Sacramento, Memphis, Phoenix, Clippers, Golden State. If I had to pick between both conferences' top six, I think I'm still going with the West. Well, then I'm going to counter you and say, I look at the East and – I've been a I've been a Denver defender all season long, and this has gotten especially heated lately because the MVP stuff has turned into a Jokic versus MB thing. And I want to apologize because I thought we did a great pod on this last week, talking a lot about the Philly side of it. But even we, what, what, we we didn't talk it, about. We, Giannis we got some backlash. Say it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see. I did see a p- couple people tweet, and, and they're right. That we like didn't Giannis, talk about Giannis. Giannis should be right there. This should be a three man race. But this MVP thing has gotten so crazy that it's like it's just become Jokic versus Embiid. But the reason I was bringing that up is again, I have been a Denver defender all season long. But to me, the three title favorites right now. This is going to drop on March thirteenth. This pod, they're in the East. I mean, Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly. I would pick those. I would pick whoever survives that, you know, that three-sided uh, steel cage match. Like whoever comes out of the East, I think, obviously, depending on health when the playoffs come and where we are in June. But you know, you're probably going to see one of those. The East champion is probably going to be the favorite. I think. And- the, I think the only way that's not the case is if it's Phoenix that comes out of the West, and by then they're absolutely rolling with Durant. Yeah, they're rolling, and then possibly the Lakers. If the Lakers get up out the West and they're rolling, potentially rolling with LeBron James. But no, if you if you limit it to just the top three in each conference, no, it's the Eastern Conference head over heels above the Western Conference where you mentioned Milwaukee, Boston, and Philadelphia. Like there, there's no that, – that top three right there, that, they're, they're pretty much carrying the conference. And Cleveland Cavaliers, they're right there under there. But, no, I mean, look, I think with the Western Conference – let me come to the defense for the Western Conference. I, I think it's just a lot of parity. These are really good teams. They're stacked up against each other. They're beating up one another. And it, it's going to be – you know, Denver, I, you know, I don't I don't see Denver, you know, losing the grip on that number one seed. But everybody else is, is pretty much right there. And it's going to be good basketball, and I think it's going to be compelling to see – how the the alignment shakes shakes up. Uh, I think we so you look at who's the 
in the play-in field in the Western Conference, Minnesota, Dallas, Lakers, and Utah as of right now. Uh, and, that, and, you know, really Utah at the 10th spot, they're tied with New Orleans and OKC. I mean, we just don't know where this is going to play, how this is going to play out. In Portland right there, they're two games behind um, the final playoff uh, marker. So I like it. I like it. I think it's parity. I still think it's good teams. The West has the West has about three teams that you talk about Phoenix, Clippers. No, probably four teams. Because they're, you know, they're all these teams, Memphis, Phoenix, and Golden State and the Lakers. Those are four teams right there. And then you could probably throw in Minnesota five teams that are waiting for guys to get healthy. They're waiting to get whole. So you just really don't know what you have right now. Those are five teams right there that could easily be in the top four if they're healthy, but they're waiting for guys. They're playing that waiting game. So that I know that's a frustration, a frustrated feeling for those teams, but it's the NBA, so we play these games, and injuries are a part of it for sure. I guess it's for me, if, if, if more of these teams were trending in the right direction, I guess I could accept the parody thing because that's been the word all season long. Parody, this is incredible parody. And you know, it's not just you who said it. I mean, literally all season long, that has been an NBA buzzword. But this, the Sacramento Kings, undeniable Cinderella season. But underneath Sacramento, Memphis is absolutely soaked in chaos right now because not just the jaw situation, but they don't have Steven Adams. They've already lost Clark for the season. The Suns don't even know if they're going to see Durant before the start of the playoffs. The Clippers were rolling before they brought Russell Westbrook in, and it is not – they have bounced back a little bit here lately with a few wins, but clearly the Clippers are still almost 70 games in the season, still trying to find themselves. The Warriors, whose calling card on all these playoff runs, four championships in eight years – the Warriors' calling card was that they always won at least one road game, and I think it's 27 or 28 consecutive series. It's a, whatever it is, 27 or 28. It's an NBA record. This season, they they cannot win a road game, no matter what they try, no matter what they do, no matter who's in uniform. The Warriors seven and 26 on the road. Minnesota, no towns, a 500 season. They were supposed to be great in the regular season. The Dallas Mavericks. The Kyrie Irving trade to this point has not worked out. Monday, Luka Doncic will miss his second consecutive game due to injury. Kyrie Irving is questionable. Wouldn't surprise me if Kyrie isn't able to play. The sense I'm getting, I don't think the Mavericks fear that it's a long-term issue. I don't think they see it as a potential long-term issue with Kyrie, but is he going to be able to play Monday night? I'm not so sure about that. The Lakers have certainly picked things up here, even without LeBron. Props to them. No Zion in New Orleans. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. And it's... uh, Yeah, I forgot about New Orleans. You know, uh, and and look, Portland, I mean, Dame is having the season of his life and nothing, you know, it seems like he's getting less help than he ever has. And he's, he's having a turn back the clock season. It's just one... You know, one you know Utah and Oklahoma City have been inspiring, nice, very nice stories. Utah season is still absolutely incredible that they're still a 500 team after all the talent that they've traded away. But man, to me, if you're not talking about Sacramento right now, it's hard to find an up- uplifting story in the West. 
the Kings, and I, I had the, I, I would urge or encourage people to please go check out the, the story I did on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I published it Friday morning for Bleacher Report, so please go check that out. But, you know, I got candid quotes from Mike Brown. I got Mike Brown to call him, give me a call. I got De'Aaron Fox to give me a call. And I got some real candid quotes on just what led to the Sacramento Kings all of a sudden becoming the NBA's, I'm calling it the NBA's, new Cinderella team. It used to be the Memphis Grizzlies. The Sacramento Kings have taken on that mantle as of right now. They're a fun team. The high, you know, they lead the league and point score per game. They play a, a great game. This is Mike Brown just reinventing himself. Um, he's known as a defensive coach. Uh, now he's leading a ball club that just has one of the most exciting offenses in the league. And so it's pretty fun to watch. But I, I take you behind the scenes on, you know, the culture. Mike Brown has implemented and he he told he talked he told me about how he had to who had to attack the culture. It wasn't about trading players there was trying no to culture. get Yeah, it was no there was no culture. And I would say, you know, there's just there's always there's been a bad stigma over the last 16 years with the Kings as far as being a team that is um just always a, a, a revolving door of coaches, front office and, you know, they be, be, begin, you know, conjuring a reputation of a team that players try to avoid. Agents try to avoid sending their players sure. there. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's been bad. It's been really bad. And, and Mike Brown told me about a, a dinner meeting he had with his team the night before training camp opened about how he um, – brought into play accountability contracts, basically assigning roles to everybody and giving players their roles in front of everybody else. And so he said, you didn't have to sign that contract. He said, but if you signed it, you, you're making an oath to your teammates, to the coaching staff, that you will try to do play this role to the best of your ability and you won't cause any problems because if you do – that's when your teammates are going to get on you because they're making the same vow too that they're going to do their role and and it, and it, what what happens is what has happened is it has created accountability within the locker room now where guys can say things so if a player is stepping out of bounds you know stepping outside of his lane you know it's opened up the door where players can go up to other players and not in a controversial manner be like hey let's remember this is what we need to do let's stick with this and for the most part, it's, it's work. It's work. And De'Aaron Fox talked about how he felt like he was going to be traded a few years ago. And he didn't he didn't know if he would see a day where he would be sitting on a roster, you know, with the Sacramento Kings number two in the Western Conference standings right now, man. And so it, it's some really good behind-the-scenes um, stories and tales in that story. So I, I I urge you guys to please go go check it out. Look, I I agree with everything you said there because I you know as much as I like I have been a, a Denver defender and a Nuggets believer, but I have, I have not been a believer in the Sacramento team. Like I've been waiting for them to drop. I thought it would hurt them at the deadline that they were one of the few teams that didn't make a move because I know as much fun as Mike Brown is having with this high octane offense, the most high octane offense of his coaching career. Deep down, I don't think Mike Brown has changed that much. I think he's still defense first in his heart. 
And I think he would have loved a Matisse Tybel or a Mason Plumley for rebounding. Just if he could have, if he could have addressed, and obviously Mason Plumley is not like an interior stopper of a, of a top level, but he does make a difference on the boards. Tybel obviously does have the ability to be a tremendous stopper on the perimeter. I mean, and I think there were names that we didn't hear or didn't get out. I, I really think the Kings wanted to do something to try to upgrade defensively at the deadline. They weren't able to, and still they've now moved up basically into this tie for second with Memphis entering Monday's play. And uh, with everything going on with the Grizzlies, you would think that Sacramento really has a chance now at the number two seed, which I'm, you know, I, like I say it out loud and I still, I still don't believe it. I mean, it's, un, it's, it's impossible in a lot of what to miss the playoffs for 16 years in a row in the NBA in a league that lets 16 teams in the playoffs and now 20 if you count the play-in round. Like it is just stunning that you have to go back. Where, where was Chris Haynes in 2006? That was the last time the Kings were in the playoffs. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I was, um, I was playing, I was my sophomore year, junior year playing at Fresno Pacific University. I was now, in, we, get, yeah. we get some footage of that season. 
I would love to see. You, you know what? That year, that was the year that I played the least. So there wouldn't be much footage of that season. I, you could find – I'm not going to do the, the, the stat digging, but for those who want to find the stats, I think it's on the internet somewhere. Uh, there, were, I, there were about 32 games that season. I think I played in 10 of those games that year. And I actually – Hey, hold on. I, I, I hate to I hate to go on side note, but I'm gonna do it. So, when when you get a basketball scholarship, people think when you get a, a, a athletic scholarship, I should say, I got a basketball scholarship. But when you get a, a athletic scholarship, I think a lot of people think that scholarship takes care of you for the whole four years. No, that is a year to year contract, and so I had a full scholarship. Fresno Pacific University, uh, full basketball scholarship, and my coach wasn't playing me. Clark Sheehy, I don't know where Coach Sheehy is at now. He's still coaching somewhere. I believe he's coaching somewhere in Oklahoma or somewhere. But he didn't, to my, you know, to, to his credit, he did want me to work on my handles. I was a real athletic 6'2 shooting guard, and he wanted me to play the point guard. And he would tell me to stay after practice every day and work on my handles. And I would do it a little bit, but I didn't do it as, you know, as much as I should have because I felt like I should have been playing anyway. Like you, you're not use, you're not utilizing me right. And so I didn't work. So anyways, so I ended up playing in 10 of our team's 32 games. Then after the year, coach calls me to the office, said, hey, we want you back. We think you're a good Locker room guy, we think you still have great potential to help this team. But based off of the year that you had, we only can offer you $7,000 scholarship. And Fresno Pacific's tuition at that time per year was about $30,000. So I left. (laughs) I don't know any of this. You never told me any of this. This is good. I left. I left. I, I transferred to Fresno State and just finished out my um I just went to school, just transferred to Fresno State, finished out my degree, did two two and a half years there. So wait, you, so you played it. more as a freshman? Well, my freshman sophomore year was junior college. Oh, okay. So you you transferred to Fresno Pacific for Yeah, transferred to Fresno Pacific, yes. Basketball. And so um yeah, that wasn't happening. So I had to had to take out loans, and I was just doing the math. And the guys he re, he was recruiting like two other guys in my position. I'm like, man, he lowering my scholarship. So there's really no incentive for him to even attempt to try to play me. And he's recruiting two other players at my position. I'm like, man, I'm all for competition. Don't get me wrong, but I ain't trying to put myself in in debt like that with all those loans. So I left. So can we look back 17 years later and say, did you make the right decision? Yeah. Yeah. I made the right decision. Yeah. I made the, I mean, shoot, look, I made the right decision. I went, you know, I, at some point, like I wanted to, I wanted to play professionally somewhere and it wasn't, it wasn't lining up. That wasn't going to happen. You know, I just wanted to be around basketball as much as I could. And uh, I, 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 that was my, I had to make an adult decision right there. I had to make a real adult decision. Like, do I play another year? It it it, it, didn't, it didn't. So Clark Shi, thank you, and no thank you at the same time. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if to praise him. Whatever. I I don't know. But he he was a cool coach. He he he's um. 
I ain't got nothing but love for him. But I haven't seen him since then. Maybe he'll listen to this. Maybe we'll hear from him. He 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 likely will. So you so he then you will. so you transferred to Fresno State and just as a finished out college as a regular student. Finished out, and that was so hard, Stein. That was so hard because when you're an athlete playing in college, like you have personal like athletic counselors that just like they'll pick your classes for you. They set up everything for you and um, tutoring, everything you need, you you got it at your disposal. And so it, it was hard going to be a regular student, especially when I know like I, I probably could have walked on at Fresno State. Um, one thing I, I played against Fresno State when at, you know, Fresno Pacific, we play Fresno State every year. So that was a cool experience for me uh, playing against the you know my state school. But that was a tough transition, man. It was tough. It was it was when I realized, man, I really got to, like, be a man and be a real student and just go to class, no preferential treatment, just go. That was so hard. But I, I was ready. I was ready to transition into something else. And I, I wanted to – at that time, I wanted to be a PE teacher slash um, basketball coach because, you know, Stein, I don't know if your PE teachers were like – hours growing up but all our PE teachers did in high school was they'll introduce a sport and say we're playing this sport for four weeks roll out a ball to you and y'all playing that sport for 45 minutes while he's sitting down doing whatever and so I'm like I can do that I can do that I can roll a volleyball out and go do whatever I want to do roll a basketball out you know so that's that's what I wanted to do but that's another story Stein then I found out coaching I coached for a year freshman team i don't know if you knew that i coached for a year a freshman basketball team i think i did and, know uh, that but i did not know this i did not know this fresno pacific story but i will say yeah. sources have just informed me and by sources uh, i mean uh, i'm gonna out uh, my yeah. sources producer ryan music has has obtained this information through some oh what he what he found out he what he found, found, <laughs> he found out that your coach is the coach that you named i didn't catch what was the coach's name Clark Sihai. He remains the athletic director at Southwest Baptist University and only recently just stepped down as basketball coach. Hmm. Okay. Clark Sihai. That is our breaking news tonight. Ryan, I would have been more impressed, Ryan, if you would have dug up my stats. Wait, hold on. He did try. Sources say he did try. Uh But the online archive for Fresno Pacific basketball stats only goes back to 2011-12. So we cannot obtain. Thank God. We cannot obtain the Chris Haynes details. Thank God. Because they used to be online. They were online for the longest. And I hated it. I'm like, damn. They were online for. Come on, it, man. You played it college. Was bad. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're still ahead of 99.9% of us who cover the league. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad year, Stein. Who, bad I mean, year. Spears played. I mean, there's not many. I, I think Chris Broussard played at his school. There's not many guys who played. Stephen A. played. Yeah, Stephen A. Didn't, played. Um, didn't Casey in Chicago? Did he play? A, I don't. I don't. He might have played college too, but I really don't remember. That's the other thing. You know, I can't remember anything anymore. We're gonna have. We're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to put together a comprehensive list of 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 scribes who actually played college ball. Because I yeah, don't remember. We got a few out there. I don't remember. We got so, a yeah, few you out should there. Be, you should be proud, man. I, I mean, you uh, you played two two years. You, you were good enough as you were a good enough JC player to get a college scholarship, man. That's I would take it. Yeah that that was big. I still actually have the 
the copy of my scholarship signing it. I have it framed somewhere. That was because I got cut my first three years in high school. I got cut my first three years in high school. I didn't start playing. I didn't start trying to play basketball until my freshman year. And then uh, I got cut my first three years in high school, and I just kept getting better. I got taller, got more athletic. Then it ends up working out. And I think I'm like one of – I went to Edison High School in Fresno. We had a pretty – a really deep, talented squad. I want to say I'm pressure like one up, of – You know who else went to Edison High? If, if my Now, if this I should remember, my – my former college classmate Bruce Bowen went to that's Edison. That's right, Bruce Bowen. That's right. He then went to Cal State Fullerton. That's right, Bruce Bowen, Edison High. He's up there. We got we got it. His 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 um, name is in the Raptors for the, the points he scored. Yes, Bruce Bowen used to score points. Yes, he used to give buckets for sure. But Edison High, yeah, I think I'm one of three in my class to get a basketball scholarship. And Ryan Music is on that's fire it. tonight. He he is he is unearthed at Casey he, Johnson, Chicago's own Casey Johnson. He played Division Three at Beloit, if I'm pronouncing it. There you go. There you go. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, let's let's bring this back to your hometown Kings since uh, we're trying to give love to somebody in the West. They're excited out here, man. This fan base, they they are really excited. And, you know, I live out, yeah, I live out here right now. And, man, 
it's crazy. So I, one thing I left out, you know, Mike, in talking with Mike Brown, he said there are a lot of people coming up to him, Stein, telling him how the Kings need to build a statue of this year's team and put them out there in front of Golden One Center. Build a statue of this year's team and put them like that shows you just how out the Kings have been right now, where where that is statue worthy. <laughs> like the team. You know what? I can't team. even remember the last time you and I were in the same place. But I really need we need to we need to meet up in Sacramento. Like we should we should go to a Kings playoff game because it I'm sure it is going to be insane, like you're saying. They always have I mean, you know, the crowds they used to have at Arco were always known as the best. And I covered yep. so many playoff games there. You know, the, the Mavs and the Kings hooked up multiple times. Obviously, the Lakers and the Kings played one of the most memorable Western Conference finals ever. And I'm sure Sacramento fans don't want, really want to go too deep down that yeah, that, that, tr- that memory lane. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I am sure that they are going to be the best six man in the playoffs with the kind of noise that they're going to generate. Just the the – the thirst and hunger to have playoff basketball. I mean, it's seriously 2006. It's just, it's unbelievable. And I went to, so my, my junior college career started at Sac City college. Oh, Oh one, Oh two season. So I was, I was in Sacramento when, um, you know, when they were going through their run with, and I, and not just their run, you know, that's when the Sacramento Monarchs were popping. You had Yolanda Griffith, Tisha Pinachero, man, they, the Kings like Sacramento had, they, they, it was some fun days back in those days. And so to think like we haven't had, I'm saying we, I'm talking about the city, to think this city hasn't had, you know, great basketball days like that since then, that is a very long time, man. And my neighbors, I talk about my neighbors all the time. You know, they, they're the ones really, who taught you, you know, poker, the ones who taught me poker for a little bit. But also we also play every Sunday in the street out in my neighborhood, play basketball. So, I, you know, I bust their ass, you know, once a week. And so, you know, they're really they're really excited. A few of them are season ticket holders and it's going to we got to do that. Stein. We got you got to come down. No, we got to yeah, go to a king. I need to. We got to meet in Sacramento and go to a king's playoff game. And not just that. Not just that. We got to do a live pod. Well, we don't want to talk to that's a, that's that's a secret. Let's we don't want to reveal all that. That that, that okay. That's uh, that's right. going to be that's going to be up. a special occasion when that happens. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. I mean, I just want to keep it. I just for that's for you guys. I just want to make it special. Um, I'll shut up. On another note, Stein, real quick, you because you asked me, you was like, man, Dame's sitting out. They they set Dame out. Yeah, tonight. he was probable to play, and then he didn't, and then and he went from probable to out tonight. Again, we're, yeah, we're recording spoke, this on Sunday, and and the Blazers were in New Orleans. In New Orleans, so I spoke with him tonight, which is tonight, Sunday night, and um, he said his his calf tightened up, but he was urged to to sit tonight, which is Sunday night. He was urged to he he would have he would have gave it a go if it was fully up to him. Yeah, but he expects to he expects to be in the lineup Tuesday when they Tuesday. They're, they'll be at home facing the Knicks. And yeah, you know, like I again back back to the Kings real like I'm I guess I'm still disrespecting them because like whoever they let's say they stay number two, they'll play, you know, whoever they get seventh, I bet whoever they play 
is going to be favored yeah, the, to win that series. You know, they get yeah, the, other the Lakers or the Mavs or the, or the Wolves, you know, whoever comes out of the play-in. I, I, like, I like the Kings over the Wolves right now. I think that's the only team, you're looking at those bottom, you see you got the Timberwolves at seven, you got Dallas at eight, Lakers at nine. I think the Wolves are the only team with those, at, those, at the bottom right there that will probably be uh, the underdogs well, look, in the series as, with the Kings. As bad as the Mavs are defensively, I don't think Sacramento's going to be too sad to see Dallas if Dallas is the seventh <laughs> seed and Sacramento's two. I do not think the, I do not think even though you're dealing with Luka and Kyrie, I don't think the Kings, the way they score the ball, are going to be too sad about that matchup. De'Aaron Fox told me that the only thing missing is consistent defensive stops, and that has been a that has been a promise. I mean, excuse me, that has been a problem all season long. And they said he said that their offense is what's been winning them games, but they know if they're going to take that next level, they got to get better defensively. So that goes to your point, Stein, where you where you said at the trade deadline you thought they should have made a move for a more defensive oriented guy, and so you know that might be what prevents them. We'll see. Because they're, they're, they're scoring like crazy. But we also know a lot of times that regular season offense sometimes doesn't translate to postseason offense, especially when you play in a lot of guys who don't have a lot of experience in the playoffs. Yeah, so I think every West matchup happens. is going to be pretty compelling because it's so jam-packed all the way through the standings. But yeah, Sacramento, a lot of curiosity for Sacramento and what they can actually do back on this stage because they just have no playoff experience whatsoever but you know we've said it before gotta say it again I mean the I was so I hated the Halliburton trade for them at first and it's just been it's been a trade that worked for both teams Halliburton is a fantastic pacer Sabonis is a fantastic king Sabonis and Fox are a wonderful duo and yeah, props to the Kings they've they've really been just a much needed good story in the weirdest West I can remember maybe ever. And give props to the owner, Vivek, even though Vivek, you know, I was at all-star week, every all-star weekend Stein, Vivek has a brunch during all-star weekend. And so I go attend, go say what's up to everybody. You know, you'll have Shaq come to it. You'll have Charles Barkley. You have Rich Paul. You'll have, you know, other owners. It's, it's, you know, Vivek's thing is top notch. And so he always sends me an invite. And so we're talking at the brunch. And Vivek just looking at me as we're talking. I'm like, what's going on, Vivek? He said, I've just been trying to figure out, how did you just shoot up so high? Like, in so little time. I'm like, what you mean, Vivek? He said, I've just been wondering, how did you shoot up? Just shoot up so high. So, so you know, we always take little shots at each other. So, you know, that's my guy. But, you know, he's funny. He's, you know, making a joke. He had, I wish I could tell this other joke he made to a very prominent individual that was there. I wish I could tell that joke, well, that, but I, that, that would have been much more funny. Because I actually, I'm in the same position. We're, we're probably just pissing people off by saying this. But I feel like I can't reveal names yet because I haven't reported this. If it, had I reported this first, I would have done, I would reveal the names. But, you know, you mentioned early on about how, you know, Sacramento is one of those places that agents don't want their guys going. I will just say that in the last 10 to 12 months, there was at least one trade that I, I would say would have been quite prominent and it was very close to happening. And the agent, 
one of the agents involved blocked the deal because he did not want his player going to Sacramento and, and successfully got in the way of the deal. So when I can say names mm. and teams, I will, but it just kind of speaks to your point that, yeah, I mean, Sacramento, that's the kind of rough reputation that they've had. And, uh, you know, they're, they're emphatically moving away from it. Amazing season. Oh, for sure. want to make sure we gave the Kings some love. That's good. Cause they definitely deserve it. Fun team, no drama, fun team. And Mike, and Mike Brown, Brown. Your guy Mike Brown. I mean, I, you know, Tibbs has a case and, you know, maybe we can name, I think Mike, Mike Brown Mike, should be unanimous. Yeah. He should be yeah. unanimous. He, he is, I don't know if he'll be unanimous, but he's going to win coach of the year. Like he, he should be, MVP, he should be unanimous. Defensive player, six man, most improved. Those ones are, are tough, but I think coach of the year and rookie of the year, we can say right now, it's going to be Mike Brown and Bancaro. I, I think those are pretty safe bets. And both should be unanimous. Both. I want to start. I want to end before we, we take yeah, off. The floor man. is yours. So the floor is yours, man. I, I've been, you know, you, you've known this, man. I've been struggling for a few weeks with this. Um, this all started Sunday night, all-star weekend. Um, all, all-star game was a, you know, we had the all-star game. So I'm in Salt Lake city. I'm in the bed two in the morning. I get a call from, one of my good friends at two in the morning that one of my best friends, we best friends to both of us, uh, his name is Felix Hawkins, and he was um, killed that night. And what makes it, you know, that's a tragedy in itself, and I've been dealing with that. This is a guy who I've been close with since high school. We met in high school. He's been at all my major events graduations, basketball games, big birthday events. Um, that, that's my guy. His mother, his mother was the owner of a funeral home in Fresno called the Sterling Funeral Home, one of the biggest funeral homes in Fresno at the time. And that's where I got my first job at 14 years old, working for his mother. Uh, you know, we've, that's, that's my good friend, but it's a tra it was a tragic, um, situation and it was made even more tragic because it was a double homicide and somebody else lost their life as well. And so it, it's been tough with me trying to deal with that. Um, I recently, the, his funeral was yesterday, um, Saturday in Fresno. So I had to go back to that and um, go to the funeral. His mother asked me to read the obituary during the funeral. Stein, that was the toughest thing I ever had to do. Read my best friend's obituary while he's laying on the side of me in the casket, man. That was tough. That I, I, you don't you can't you don't prepare. I'm 41 and you just don't prepare to do anything like that at that age. And you know, there's been a lot of drama going on in my city, in my town over this case, this situation or whatever. And, you know, it, it was a, it's a, it was a scary time. It still remains to be a scary time, but I want to give my condolences to the other family as well. Um, you know, it, this was a, an act that was uncalled for. It shouldn't have happened. And, I just, you know, my heart goes out to them, man. Definitely goes out to them. But it's been tough, Stein. It's been tough. Because as you know, 
you know, we all go through stuff, you know, go through things and life just always goes on. It doesn't stop for anybody. This league doesn't stop for anybody. And so uh, that's something I've been holding in for a couple of weeks and I couldn't really address it because it's, it's so complicated. There's so many layers to it and it's so dangerous. And, you know, I just want closure. I had the, I had the funeral yesterday. I was able to say a few words to him and his mom and, you know, now this is the first time I'm speaking about it publicly. And, you know, so for me, this is therapeutic. And I wanted to say something now and and try to get some closure to it, man. Felix, I love you, brother. I'm, I'm going to miss you. And, um, you know, you you were, you were not perfect at all. But I, I loved you, man. Loved you and your family. And, um, you know, I'm going to miss you, man. So rest in peace, Felix. And rest in peace to no, man, I, brother, I can't Mr. even my, imagine what that was like to have to to do that. Um, condolences all around, and I feel for you, man. I know how much you loved him. It's uh, it's it's awful. Mm. And I'm, I mean, I I guess it is. I think I'm. I mean, I am at least that you feel comfortable to discuss this here. You know, we're we're honored for that, man. Nah, man. Oh. It's time. It's, like I said, it's therapeutic. But uh, once again, man, give my condolences to to Akili. Um, that's the other brother that was involved in this in this tragedy, man. So it's tough. But sorry, to everybody, to you know, kind of ended on that note. But I wanted to get that out. And we've had we've had a lot of sadness here on, on the show and lately. But I do think it's better that we do talk about it rather than not talk about it. So you know, I. I feel the same, but That's you right. always should be, you should always feel free to say whatever you want to say on here. So everybody, thanks Emil for listening to another edition of this league uncut. Chris and I will record another episode in a few days. We'll have that out to you soon. Thanks Emil for being with us. And we will talk again. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 